You're listening to Packers Talk Network. PackersTalk.com. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. Packers Therapy. It's Packers Therapy. It's Chris and Dave coming off a Packers win. It's something that kind of kind of unique, I guess. We don't we don't get a lot of those uh, in this transitional year. Uh, but the Packers did beat the Chargers by a field goal, 23 to 20. They broke 20 points, so that's good. Uh, they got over 300 yards in passing, which they hadn't done in 30 games, so that's good. But Dave, despite the good things, I'm angry tonight. I'm 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 angry. And it's because uh, all day long I've been reading and listening to podcasts about the game and everyone's saying, yeah, but. Yeah, but. And it's, yeah, but, well, you know, the Chargers, they dropped two sure touchdowns and, you know, yeah, but, you know, they made all these mistakes. I've had enough of there being this double standard all the time. When the Packers make mistakes, it's not like, well, they, well, they certainly would have won had they not – well, no, for them, it's like, oh, it's an example of a young team that's not very good. <laughs> but when when the Chargers do it, it's like, well, you know, they would have won the game. The Packers just got lucky. I don't like that double standard. I never have. And why can't we just say, hey, the team did what they had to do to win. It wasn't perfect. Uh, it wasn't beautiful, probably. But there was a hell of a lot to like about this game. And I just don't know why people have to diminish it by saying yeah but you know i just hate that and i'm dave and that's, and that's packers, packers therapy because <laughs> you don't want to talk to me <laughs> i'm the king of the yeah buts right now uh because i mean i don't know much about the chargers uh actually i was surprised when i saw that their record was four and five coming into the game because i thought whoa is it the chargers like super talented they have like that's what i thought a- great quarterback they have this running back that i keep picking for my fantasy football thing and keenan allen's having a great uh year and then don't they have like all kinds of all-stars on defense too i was like what's the deal with this team i thought i don't know maybe they just have a rough schedule and uh now as i'm learning um and i watched what's what's the coach's name staley is his last name yeah yeah um i watched his post-game conference because apparently he blew up to his own uh reporters which um you know, I, it, when you lose, it looks eerily similar to whether you're in Green Bay or L.A. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. They all get angry. It all sounds bad. But, uh, I, you know, I saw, okay, they are really talented. Like, he is really good, the quarterback. Yeah, really they is. do have a good running back. They actually have a good defense. Khalil Mack is good. Yeah. But they, man, did they shoot themselves in the foot. And many, many times. And so... I'm happy for this kind of victory because this is, again, the kind of victory that we were hoping for, kind of a mistake-filled but really great you know, plays from time to time and some upside in the young players and, and their play. But sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. But it'll be erratic because they're young and um, it's not boring. It's, it's interesting. And so this is great. This is what we kind of wanted. And I still think that in the long run, having a good draft position probably is better, but this is the kind of game that I think is entertaining. This is where they're at 
Love looked like he made some pretty good strides from previous weeks, and that's all good. But you cannot get away from the fact that San Diego really blew the game. I mean, it's not just one thing. It's like 10 things. And I don't know how Seattle felt when they went you know, to the Super Bowl in 2014. I guess you don't care. But, I mean, it was that amount of mistakes that they made that was so terrible. I mean, I didn't list them all down, but I could probably think of six major ones, like just off the top of my head. Do you want to go through some of them? You know, I think we did. Don't don't let that podcast like three hours long or something. I think. I think oh, we not, covered not the that. 14. <laughs> I was talking. Oh, oh I, okay. <laughs> this game for San Diego. I mean, just well, the uh, what was well, it? Third. No, we we absolutely and it's it started right off. You know, when when Joey Bosa, you know, got injured on the sure. Was it the first series? I think it was the first series of downs. Yeah, I, and right. it got worse from there for San Diego. Yeah, it was. I mean, just the what it was third and what twenty. And Love throws it, you know, to kind of nowhere, nowhere special. And the guy grabs Wicks, I think, was he, he gets a pass interference. He get a fresh set of downs. I mean, the game is kind of over if that if they have to punt there. Uh, maybe get the ball back. But um, I just that, I mean, you had a guy, the ball didn't just hit him between the numbers. It hit him like, just like right above the numbers, below the chin. I mean, it just as perfectly placed as can be as he's straddling the end zone line. And it bounces off. Uh, I mean, get this, Chris. This is how crazy it is. The sun was a, a huge factor mm-hmm. for the Packers, uh, and it hurt the Chargers. The Chargers are from Los Angeles. How in the world is the sun a problem for them? Was it the cold, the wind, the snow, the rain? It was the sun. How does that happen? I well, <laughs> I heard some people saying that that uh, St. Vince was able to move the angle of the sun just right that Allen couldn't see it, you know? Yeah, so a couple of times. Yeah. Is it, see, I mean, my my deal is that, all right, if we're going to say, you know, gee, Packers really, you know, got lucky and uh, they, you know, maybe you probably didn't deserve this if this, if that, if this. Well, let's make the same excuses then for when the Packers, you know, lose. Oh, right. yep. They were the better team today. They just got unlucky and they made mistakes. But we don't say that. We just say, well, yeah, that's Packers, boy. They're just not that good. Good, good teams <laughs> don't do that, you know. I, that double standard bugs me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but I don't know what other teams do. Maybe they do say that. Maybe that's not a double standard. It's, we we, we do just, it to ourselves. I'm talking about our people. I mean, our yeah. our reporters, our podcasters, our you know posters to Twitter. I don't know what other teams do. I don't really care what other teams do. It just bugs me that maybe it's a Wisconsin thing. You know what? We're, we're never really good. We're either really lucky when when we win or yeah, we're just crappy and our, our crappiness is showing when when we lose. I mean, maybe that's just the mindset of people around here. You know, I don't know. Well, I guess, though, to say I saw a tweet today that showed that the Packers are just a game and a half out of the, of the playoffs. Mm, they are indeed. And I. And I think that's that's garbage and nonsense because sure right now, but they got two tough games coming up ahead of them, and I don't think they're going to go you know five and zero to close out the season. I don't I don't even think that's worth you know talking about at this point. Uh, I just I just think when they do something good, you know what? It's, it's a little bit like if you're coaching, and I don't, I don't know if you coach your kids, you know, soccer oh, yeah. teams or basketball teams when they were you know growing up and things, but. It's sort of like saying, you know, uh, you know, Ben Ben makes a goal, right? He scores a goal, and you know, you 
you call him over and say, yeah, you know, son, that's, you know, fine. But, you know, the goalie wasn't paying attention or he's only got one leg or whatever. You you know, you want to point out that it diminishes the accomplishment. And it, that's that's not good. <laughs> No, although, for, I, although for you, that's probably what your parenting was all about. So, <laughs> yeah, I did do that and stop <laughs> criticizing my parenting. Um, <laughs> but what do you do with a game like this? I guess if you're again, I think it comes down to you're a journey person or a destination person. If you're a destination person and you're saying like, oh, we beat the Chargers. Does that mean that we're like moving somewhere? I think the answer, like you said, is like is no. Like I don't I, you don't we're not we're technically closer to the playoffs, but I think we feel like the playoffs are ridiculous. This team is not, and we're close to playoff ready. So if you're a journey person, you go like, we won. It doesn't matter how we won. Like everything weird things happen, but we won. And well, what does it mean for the future? I don't care. I We won today. And I think it comes back to that a little bit. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, we've talked about this for years, and I think you were the one that coined those terms. And maybe you got it from someplace else. But the first time that I heard it, the difference in outlook between uh, a journey person and a destination person. And, you know, we kind of represent varying degrees, you know, one side of that coin or the other. And I Mm -hmm. and I think this is one of those occasions. I think that you're right. You know, this game that just happened, it was a win. To me, it was a gift. I didn't expect there to be a win, but there was. And there was a lot of good stuff, you know, that happened. Uh, the quarterback play was good, but look at the guys that emerged. I mean, Reed and Wicks just looked fantastic. Right. And, you know, Tucker Kraft, it's a damn shame that, that he stepped out of bounds because that was one of the great athletic plays I've seen tight roping down the right sideline yeah. into the how how a guy that size kept his feet in balance. I mean, that was just just crazy. Musgrave is still watching the yeah. film trying to figure out how he did that. <laughs> you know, I heard Musgrave fell as soon as Kraft got got touched. <laughs> it's it's so funny. He uh, the guy's a second round pick as opposed to a third round pick that 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 Kraft was. And well, I think Musgrave is developing. Um, he just doesn't have that agility that we saw from Tucker. Now, now maybe that's going to come, you know, a guy's coming off an injury and things from last year in college. But still, you know, there's a lot to like from the other tight end as well. Carl Brooks had a sack, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of good things that I don't want to see flushed out because, well, you know, they dropped uh, a, a couple of passes that probably would have been touchdowns. Yeah, that happens in the NFL. That is a thing that happens. It happens, from what I can tell, it happens pretty regularly to just about, you know, every team that's out there. So when it goes your way, that's just, you know, what happens in the NFL. So don't question it. Take it and enjoy it. Don't minimize it. And then set it aside because in a couple of days you got another game against right. a really tough opponent. Well, there are some things that I think you can't just say, oh, Packers got so lucky. I mean, the the fumble that they had at the basically deep in the red zone that was caused by the Packers. You know, Kenny, um, I was gonna say Kenny Smith, Kenny Clark, you know, knocked it out. Um, and that's a play. You know, that's a play that it's look when yeah Aaron Jones fumbled against so at Tampa in the NFC Championship. It was again, oh, yeah. you know, Tampa. I'm sure wasn't like, well, we should have lost. Um, the, uh, the you know the miscatch in the last drive by San Diego where it was kind of an outstressed. Yeah, rookie guy yep. is it Johnston mm-hmm. dropped. I, yeah. I think you know that that is uh, was hard, that was a hard catch, but uh, I thought the penalty was a real gift. I thought a couple of the drops from Keenan Allen, who's you know a really good player, was a gift. Um, 
I don't know. If there, I can't think of what others that happened, but it well, was even the fumble, Dave. Uh, people were saying, well, you know, he slipped on the turf and, you know, that kind of got him discombobulated. And so, you know, the fumble even wasn't that good of a play because he had slipped before it. And, yeah, I and understand people, that. Yeah. people are bending over backwards to minimize any achievement the Packers have. Now, you know, you know that if Christian Watson doesn't make that play down the sidelines like the 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 cat from uh, the Chargers did, it wouldn't be bad luck. It would be well, Christian Watson just not very good. He just showed yeah. it again there. He's, he's not right. very good. I just right. I, I hate that crap. You know? Yeah. All right. I I I see what you're coming from. I I think I just it it doesn't sound like. You're taking it much further than the game itself, though. It is well, like no, no, I'm, well, hey, come on. Let's be honest about you know this team. We knew it all along. Yeah. You know they're they're the youngest team in the league for a reason. And you know San Diego's I think the second youngest team in the league. And young teams you know are going to make mistakes and they're not going to be great. I mean that's that's just one of those things. But at the same time, you know I think Justin Herbert is a really talented. I mean, the, the cat's big. Really he can he can yeah. move. He can throw. I mean, and and they won. They found a way to win. They took advantage of the other team's mistakes. You might even say that's what good teams do. I don't know that the Packers are a good team at this particular point, but I could see you know where they could be good. And they have guys that look like they have some talent. Now they have some guys they're going to have to you know move on and you know, from and things. But that's what this year was going to be about is to develop those younger players, get them a chance, get them a jump start. So their second year isn't, you know, they aren't stumbling around out there. They'll be veterans next year because they've had a lot of experience. That was the whole point. And we knew they could take their lumps this year and they're not a great team at this point, but that wasn't really the point of constructing the roster the way it is. Right. Right. And I think there are some really good things to take from the game as you say, the things that were improving is I don't think it's five steps forward, but like in Jordan Love's case, I think he had a very nice game. There's very few um, just really dumb passes thrown into coverage. I mean, thankfully, a lot of the receivers were wide open. I don't remember the Packer receivers being as wide open uh, against uh, other teams. They just seems like they never get open. That's a good question. Were they wide open because – San Diego's bad in the defensive backfield um, or were they wide open because maybe the Packer receivers are getting better. They're figuring things out. I mean, maybe there's a reason why the Packer receivers were open. Maybe they're getting better. Well, it certainly seemed that the game plan of we need to pass more than run. I mean, it hurt when Aaron Jones got hurt mm-hmm. and Emmanuel Wilson also got hurt. But uh, I, I th- it feels like you, I don't know if they want to do an inside out where it's like the run opens up the pass. I think it's pretty clear, even with love and inexperienced receivers, the pass is what is will open up the run. Like I, I, otherwise they will if they run twice on first and second down, it's pretty much going to be a punt. I mean, even this game, the average was 13.6 per carry. But I heard if you take away Jaden Reed's 32 yard run, mm-hmm, yeah. um, you know, Dylan was 2.1, Aaron Jones was 3.5. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's it's it feels like the, there's some coaching decisions that are a little bit better, although there were a, quite a few dumb coaching decisions in this game. I don't know if you saw there's one, I think it was the sportsillustrated.com had grades for like the offense, passing, rushing, defense, passing, rushing, special teams and then coaching. Um I think they gave 
by the time you get down to the S, if I scroll on my phone on this article, there's so many articles. I think my phone or so many commercials on this on these articles that my phone like blows up. But I think that the grade when they got to the coaching was like a D or an F. And huh, uh, really, and, yeah. And I think I read some of it, but as I said again, it kept blowing up. You know, the the decision to go for it so early in the game, like that was, uh, it turned out not to be a big killer, but that was like probably a bit too aggressive maybe at the beginning of the game. I don't know if I strongly agree with that. But then at the end of the game, when they, you know, needed to get a first down, they ran three times. Who in the right mind would do that? I mean, at that point. I didn't think that was good at all. I'm right with you there, Dave. I, I mean, that is stupidity at like historic levels i mean i could see if somebody came off the street and said hey here's the score here's the time what are you gonna do like run three times to get draw the clock down draw make their call their timeouts but if you know anything about the game the team like what do you care about this if you lose the game you lose the game but go for it man like get that first down like or fake a handoff and then have love do scramble or Make a safe pass or something. My goodness, that was—I thought that was really dumb. Well, in 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 fairness to uh, Matt Lafleur, he did say after the game that he regretted the conservative oh, play calling. Yeah. yeah. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, and and he he actually went to uh, a lengthy explanation um, of of what happened and why it did, and he you know he took the blame for that. And what was this explanation? Well. What he said was that um, it was that's a urine on the side of his leg g- g- giveaway that he's too scared <laughs> to make a, a, a bold call. Well, it was yeah he, he he was he was standing in a fluid of some kind and it was squishing around and he was distracted. Yeah, no, I what what he said was that and this may reveal something about where the Packers are right now. So in a way, it's kind of a it's not. A, maybe a criticism, but it's, it is illustrative of where Jordan Love is in his development. He said that what he had told Love was that, okay, um, you know, if, if they show us this look, uh, we're not going to run that play. I want you to take a timeout and we're going to, you know, and we're going to do, we'll do something else. And apparently um, he believes that he, that that's like a next level kind of thing for a quarterback to be able to do. And that love wasn't ready to kind of improvise in the way that he wanted him to, that maybe that he needed him to. And so he took the blame um, for not helping his young quarterback out and that he, you know, should have just called timeout himself and not relied on Jordan love to do that. And I guess I hadn't thought about it, but you know, you do give the quarterback a lot to deal with. And in that particular situation, there's a lot of things going on. It's not just execute the play I've called. It's like execute the play I call, but also, you know, check to see what's around, get the time out, get a different play in there, all those kinds of things. And, you know, it didn't sound to me like it was, you know, that hard. But then again, you know, I'd never played quarterback in the NFL, and maybe that was a bridge too far what he was asking him to do. So, yes, he did not like the way it played out, uh, but he took the blame for trying to, you know, go to that next level quarterbacking that his guy just wasn't ready for. Yeah. Well, thank goodness he took uh, the blame for it. But I don't know if I buy that completely because uh, that would have had to have been on the third down. Like, because otherwise, did he say, Jordan, I want you to do this? 
and then he doesn't do it the right. first time. No, oh, he it, didn't do it, it the was second on, it time. Was, it was on the third down. It so was it's just the third down play. Yeah. So the 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 first two, they gained two yards in each one of those, and on the third down, you know, he he wanted that first down. Uh, Lafleur wanted the first down. It wasn't just we're, we're going to run the clock and and make him take the time out because uh, that would have been their last. In fact, it was their last time out. Uh, what he wanted to do was get the first down and that would have ended the game. And, you know, in my house, that's what we want to do. You know, you got what third and six at that point. And, you know, that should be doable. Now granted in, in incompletion is going to stop the clock and they'll, they'll give them a timeout and you're going to have to punt anyway. Uh, but the chances of making it, and then if you get five yards, it's fourth and one and maybe you make it then, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reasons why I think they should have gone for it. And I think Lafleur saw that and understands and understands that but it didn't play out that way because apparently he gave you know too many instructions that the young guy couldn't process well that's that's super encouraging i don't know what else the uh what else was left um we also we have a kicker problem i yeah, think that i was gonna ask it, you about that yeah it, yeah and you, you know what if we were if we had a good record uh we would be killing this guy oh god um, his his only saving grace is that we don't care, <laughs> you know, for the most part, you know, like a lot of us, you know, we expect him to lose. He misses. Yeah, whatever. And he hasn't missed at the end of the game. He misses early, but his misses caused the game to be a loss, you know, at the end. So uh, he's, I think, very fortunate um, that he's not just being killed. I don't know. I haven't listened to a lot of the podcasts so far. And it's, I think we're all it's come up. A, it's come up a few times yeah, that, you know, but, that they might have a problem. But like you said, it's lost in all the noise of everything else. Right. If they had a good team, this would be a real a real problem. In fact, if, if they had a good team, expected to have a good team, they, they probably could have kept Mason Crosby. Is my well, guess. they'd be they'd be have other guys coming in, I think, right. and, yeah, and, right. and trying yeah. out. But it's not like you know, if he had a 30 yarder, they missed with no time left. Like that would be a lot more alarming. He's missing extra points, you know, halfway through the second quarter, through the second half, and. Um, he's just, he's, he's fortunate of when he's being called on and, but he's not there, you know, and the special teams overall really is like, what is going on? The first play, uh, Levitt, who is supposedly, I, I think I saw this quote where Basashi has said he is the Aaron Rodgers of special teams. Right. He said that last year. Yeah. Yeah. Which if Aaron Rodgers heard that based on what Levitt did this game, I do think. That, that's like a bigger insult than telling Rogers he's short. Like that's a that is a major <laughs> insult. Um, but then I saw the floor. It looked like he was given the business on the sidelines. Yeah. And uh, what, what do you know though? He's right back in the game. You know, um, he's not. I don't know what okay. kind of consequences are. Did you see Levitt's uh, comment after the game? He apparently his job was. He's sorry. To, he took responsibility. <laughs> uh, I don't think he was sorry. Uh, oh. Because okay, what. What happened was um, he his assignment, because he is the Aaron Rodgers of special teams, his assignment was to take out the best special teams player on the Chargers. And I guess he sought that guy out and he put a block on him and he was convinced it was a good block, a clean block. Of course, the referee did not agree with that. And so Levitt went over and gave him a piece of his mind and Mm -hmm. Let him know that he disagreed uh, with that call. Now, I'm guessing it was a bit more colorful than that. And that's how he got, you know, the um, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct on top of the hold. 
there, there, there was a there was a disagreement, Dave, and it, it was it was not handled um, in a peaceful manner, and that's how he got you know the double penalty there. Okay, well, I I I could say that that type of activity happens on almost every penalty, and uh, rarely do they get flagged twice. Like yeah yeah. Well, he must have really said something. I don't know if they have a magic word in football like they do in baseball. You know, where there's yeah. that. That the multi-syllabic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, this multi-syllabic, a lot of hard consonants um, in this compound phrase that is not allowed in Major League Baseball. I mean, you can say a lot of things, but you can't say that particular word. And maybe they have that in football too. So I don't know. Hmm. But whatever it was, you 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 recall that the official uh, threw his hat because he had already thrown his flag, and then he could throw his hat. Uh, and I knew that wasn't good. No, I wonder if he, if he went off and punched him. What's the next step? Is he throw his shoe or uh, throw his? I, I think you're allowed to, you know, uh, hit him. You're just not allowed to say whatever word it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really that's no, the word. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know what the NFL does have? It's not bad language. It has injuries. Okay. And there are two types of things I think the NFL has to get uh, get around or or take care of, and that's that one is the hip tackle. Um, I, I remember this, I, when it was Dorsey Levins that was taken out for the rest of the season because of a hip tackle, mm-hmm. you grab a guy from behind and then you just yep. lower your hip to the ground. And that is like almost a guarantee to blow someone's knee or ankle. ankle yep. Right? Yep. You see it all the time. Yep. And that should be, and I know it's starting to be discussed now. I saw someone tweet out like, this has got to stop. And it was a different game, but I saw a hip tackle again on, I don't know if it was Jones or who it was. I think it was, it was the, Jones. Yeah. But the other one where Jones got hurt um, is it's and the Packers do this, too, where you tackle a guy and then you kind of keep pushing the player, you know, into the ground or back. Or you like pretend like you're getting up. But as you do that, you're like pushing the player, you know, further into one direction. Um, I don't know if I can explain that correctly, if that makes sense. But I thought that was the one where he got hurt. He was his leg was kind of twisted. I think it was Derwin James that did it. He's, but Jones is leg or ankle, whatever got twisted. And if you just stop when the tackle is over, then they might be fine. But when they keep like grinding it through, it's like, you know, you kind of body surf over the player to get out to the other side. And it just creates more pressure on, on some of these disjointed uh, legs and things like that. It, that creates uh, penalties. And I see the Packers do it. The Chargers do it. And uh, it just feels like the injuries are piling up, but that may be very much a recency bias. Like I think there's been injuries forever. Um, but those are two things I feel like, I don't know how you call a penalty on that, but that feels excessive to me to keep pushing when the play is over. And, you know, that's not happening. Well, I think what makes it really hard is that if you're tackling a guy, you know, from behind and, you know, you, you grab around the hips, you jump on, grab, him, and then your body weight comes down on the guy's legs and we've seen it so many times where an ankle you know a foot a knee will get caught um underneath the body weight of the tackler and i i don't know that it is intentional i don't think it is but i think it's physics a lot of it i mean you're you're trying to drag somebody down and you're using your body weight and strength to do it and you come down on the back of the guy as he's as he's falling forward and you land on his legs. And if they're not in the, you know, in the proper place, if they're caught under his body still, it's going to be bad. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how you legislate it, honestly, but it, it is just 
it's a way to tackle that injures many players. Like it, it's 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 rare that that's not a injury when you tackle like that. But I don't, and I I didn't hear I heard the news with Aaron Jones that's not super serious. I'm sure that still must mean he's going to be out for a while. Um, but when he yeah. does come back, Chris, Aaron Jones needs to fight for whatever yards he has, and when he's got no more, go down. He, that guy, even up until he got injured, I continue to see him get blasted, yeah. helmet to helmet. You know, just I, I think it's because he's always fighting for more yards. The guy is tough, mm-hmm. but he ends up, you know, just getting just completely wasted in these tackles, and he's just an injury waiting to happen. So I, I want him to get 20 plus touches. He's that good, but I, I just feel like he will. The way he plays, he's always an injury waiting to happen. And he's just he's a a smaller guy uh, that is I, – I don't know how his body is put together, what kind of sinew the guy has. I, I, have, I have not seen his medicals. But it does seem as though he's got some vulnerabilities in his knee. I, if it's an MCL, he's had that at least twice before. Maybe I actually heard somebody say they thought it was three times. This would be a fourth if it is. You know, he might just have some kind of – physical, physiological, biological deficiencies or shortcomings that don't lend themselves well, you know, to the National Football League. He, you know, probably is a fantastic athlete and, you know, would do well in a lot of other sports where, you know, you didn't have this kind of pounding that goes on. But I I don't think, you know, his body is as conducive and he doesn't have that Barry Sanders thing where for some reason Barry Sanders could avoid major hits and he never seemed to get twisted up with guys did he ever miss a game i it, it doesn't seem like it now yeah but i but i don't think aaron jones has that i mean there's certain guys that 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 just don't have that it may be worse though if you are a guy that can deal with all that pounding and so you go out there and you play every week and you become like earl campbell you know in his in his you know late 50s and early 60s in a wheelchair Right. Uh, because his his body could take the pounding, so they, you know, Bum Phillips just put him out there and you know gave him the rock and carried the ball 35 times a game, and you know he paid for it later on in life. So maybe in some ways, for the long term health of you know a guy like. Uh oh, Chris, I think we lost you. He'll be back in a second. I assume he'll be back in a second. I apparently am missing still. Is, is yeah, you're back. You're back. Got to get the internet oh, fixed. Okay. Okay. Well, I uh, did get the internet fixed, and I think I told you it was not without, you know, some interpersonal um, angst yeah. with my neighbor. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, this is a damn shame that the internet is uh, causing problems because there was, there wasn't bloodshed, uh, but there were, there were, there were hard feelings about the rewiring. So yeah. no, there's no bodies in your backyard. Anything we need to be concerned about? I don't think we need to talk about that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I shouldn't <laughs> announce that. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, but Aaron Jones, I, I, you're sure your point was amazing. I, at least I missed it. I don't know if it's being recorded. That's a, a question. We'll have to maybe go back and see, but my, I think the problem is that Aaron Jones plays like he's AJ Dillon. I mean, he, he may, it gets contact you talk about Barry Sanders, and he sort of keep, continues to drive, you know, and sometimes it's amazing he can stay on his feet, um, twisting around. He'll put a hand on the ground and, and pop back up, and, never, and he never hits the ground. But uh, I just feel like if he comes back, 
I'd love to use him more in the passing game. So he's not, you know, getting tackled by five guys. It's just like one or two. Um, and, uh, but I, I just feel like he's got to learn to kind of get to the ground better. And otherwise he's going to get hurt again. Do you know what happened uh, to to Wilson on that Emmanuel Wilson? I don't. Yeah. It didn't look like a big deal. Uh, yeah. Of course, you know when Dale Earnhardt hit the wall at uh, Daytona, it didn't look look like a big deal either. But you know, oh, yeah. he didn't die. Well, you know, but yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It, I'm sorry. Was was that too soon to reference? That? <laughs> yeah. But Wilson did. It didn't look like it was. You know, and all the guy dislocated his shoulder, and I didn't see how that happened. Um, is that, that what the injury was? He dislocated yeah. his shoulder on that. Yeah, that yeah. is really. Uh, it, uh, it looked, yeah, to the eye, it did not look that bad. It did not at all, and I don't know what that means. But the Packers did go out and uh, they signed uh, James Robinson today. Um, so I guess he's going to be their number two running back on Thursday. Well, I saw they also got Patrick Taylor. Did you see? No, uh, I did. I did not see that they got Patrick Taylor. I, okay. I just saw the James Robinson thing. And you know, if I'm Patrick Taylor, um, and say, yeah, we we want to sign you to our to our active uh, roster, um, I'm saying, all right, yeah, that's fine, but I want it written that I'm here for the rest of the season because I don't want any of this. We're going to sign you and get rid of you. I guess you have to keep them for three games when you sign them off of somebody else's practice squad. But I would want some assurances because I'm leaving one organization. I'm transporting here. And then you're going to get rid of me right away again. I mean, he, he's the kind of guy, he was elevated three times to the Packers practice squad. They, they signed him to the active roster and got rid of him after one game and didn't even resign him back to the practice squad. You know, yeah. I, know. It, it, I just damn I, that's I know I know it's the NFL it's a cold cold world cold business blah 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 but that just sucks so I hope they gave him some assurances that you know we're we're not going to do you like that again I I I don't think they will I, they may sign him to some money that it would be guaranteed or not yeah, guaranteed well, you know some kind of even signing at that, thing yeah we're we're not going to guarantee you to be on the roster after the mandatory three games but. You know, we are going to give you a signing bonus that would, you know, cover you for the rest of the season. Yeah, At least something. that's something then that you can, I don't know, get an apartment in Green Bay and, you know, you can. Yeah. If, if they cut you, at least you got a place to live and you got some money for a while. But yeah. damn, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a cold, cold business. I mean, I guess all professional sports are, but it seems like the NFL more than the others. Yeah, it was so violent. You know, it's every play yeah. could be your last. Right. And yeah. Yeah. But that's his. This is his shot. I don't know what practice squad he was sitting on, but now he has a real legit. Was he okay? So he's got a legit shot to, um, you know, to play in in yeah. I don't know Thursday or or beyond. So maybe he can give himself a, a contract for next year if he plays well. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean it, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's the chance to play and to maybe audition for other teams if not the pack. I mean, I guess I get all of that, but just the way they kind of like, you know, up and down, up and down, back and forth, sign them to the, you know, 53 and then dump them. I, is it, yeah. That, yeah it just, that was, well, you know, what could happen, Chris, I think they signed him to the, to the regular roster. James Robinson's on the practice squad. If James Robinson learns the playbook quickly and they like what they see, they could end up flipping those guys or it could cut Patrick Taylor like before Thursday, maybe <laughs> like, I, it's possible. It's the way the NFL works. It would not. Yeah. It would not surprise me. Not in the least bit. 
Well, Patrick, yeah. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving with us. I, I hope he scores a <laughs> touchdown. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> well, s- something. At least let him take his jersey with him after they get rid of him. Yeah. Weeks, you know, <laughs> I mean, or maybe even put it like one of those shadow boxes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, who uh, else should we talk about? Did we talk okay, about the so we talked about, we t- we talk about Carlson. Um, we did we talk about uh, Reed and Wicks? I mean, I mentioned them. I mentioned uh, Kraft. What what were your thoughts on on Reed and Wicks? I I'm liking them a lot. In fact, I heard a really good. I think it might have been on Andy Herman's show uh, where they said if you could choose between two duos, Reed and Wicks, or 87 and nine right now, the guys yeah. they have, you know, um, which way would you go? Which duo would you want? And I ask you that question because I'm still, I'm stealing it from uh, pack a day. Cause I thought it was such a good question. What yeah. do you think? But yeah. you have to repeat the question three or four times to uh, make it a uh, pack a day worthy. Um, <laughs> sorry. I would never Ouch. do that. I'm so, Ooh, yeah. Brutal. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, I, I, I think I would, man, I mean, the, the answer for the last game or two is be Wicks and Reed, but you know, Dobbs is, I do like something about Dobbs. I don't know if the guy can get open, but he's got really strong hands. And I he like does. a guy yeah. that can, can catch the ball. That's just, you know, you throw it in his vicinity, he's going to grab it. So I like him at Watson. I'm just, I am super low on, but is it, we're just, I hate it as much as you hate people complaining about the Packers, uh, being lucky and all that. I, I'm starting to get really irritated by the Devonte Adams comparison because oh. Devonte Adams was a once in a lifetime situation. Like there's one Devonte and there are 99 other guys who are like Christian Watson, who, you know, they start bad, they middle bad and they end bad. Like they, they don't all turn out to be one of the best receivers in the NFL just because they dropped the ball in their second season. Um, but, you know, Christian Watson, I, he he is super fast. I, could he pull it together? Like he's still probably very young. I wonder how old is Christian Watson. He's well, this uh, is his second year, so what, twenty three, twenty four, maybe? He's twenty four. So okay. you know, can you can you tell a guy is like is who he's going to be at twenty four years old? That does seem a little bit extreme to me. But I'd hate to give up on Reed and and Wicks because they their upside seems really good. The thing about yeah. Wicks and Reed is they're not big. At least they they no. seem kind of like smaller. They seem smaller, guy. Yeah, they 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 look like Randall Cobb. Yeah. Yeah, like two Randall Cobbs, which is fine. Um, but uh, you know, Dobbs seems like he's a, a little bit bigger, and then certainly Christian Watson is. I guess that's a really hard question, Chris. I wish you wouldn't ask me that because I think I'm going to say Dobbs and Christian Watson, even though I don't want to. What would you pick? <laughs> I, you know. I, it's a recency bias, uh, and I will admit that. Uh, but I, you know, Reed and, and Wicks, I, I'm really taken with these guys. Uh, I, I was on this podcast. I was really down when, you know, Reed got his lunch eaten by his big brother, you know, on that pass downfield. Um, but right after that happened, uh, I think that was against the Vikings. I want to say maybe that was. Uh, after that happened, though. That game, you know, he caught a, two or three more passes in that game. He didn't let it get to him. And he's been nothing but solid, more than solid. He's been a plus player since then. In fact, without his running in this past game, they would have had no ground game whatsoever. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I guess um, these guys have showed out 
uh, with a lesser quarterback in their, um, you know, first first season in their rookie season. Now, I'm not saying, you know, we need we need to, to get ready of take. I mean, to get rid of uh, dubs and to, to get rid of Watson. I'm not I'm not saying that because I like those guys. I like to see them, you know, remain on the team because uh, that, that would give you four really good guys. And that sounds good to me. You know, four young, really good receivers. And Watson had a really nice touchdown. You know, you talk about improvisation. I mean, they drew that one up in the dirt on the sideline, apparently. <laughs> and, you know, the guy, uh, they hadn't practiced it, but they saw a weakness. And he, you know, cut diagonally through the zones and the quarterback hit him. I mean, there's a lot there to like. I just really am taken by what um, Wix does in terms of finding those dead spots in the zone. He does it like a veteran does. That's really impressive. And Reed has also got that sense of knowing where to be. His hands seem, you know, pretty solid as well. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying cut the other two guys, but I do like Reed and Wicks at this point better than what I've seen from the other two guys. Although I, both the other guys had touchdowns and they both were impressive touchdowns, too. So I'm, I'm glad they have all four. We'll have to, you know, wait and see what they're going to do. But there's there's room. You know, for a fifth, if they do wind up drafting somebody, even though I I think their real draft need is probably on the offensive line. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. I I'm sort of getting less and less uh, enamored by the fact that, you know, hey, the Packers could get a really good quarterback with their top picks. They could reset the quarterback salary cap, uh, all these things. But if they had the second round pick, they're going to pick a tackle, you know, or I think they'd probably pick a defensive tackle or defensive end, even though you know, they have so many other glaring needs. So I, I don't trust that they'll do what I want them to do anyway. So I feel like this idea that we're all hoping for a high draft pick is only going to raise our level of frustration. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the four of them together seem pretty good, although they're all going to – their contracts are all going to be due roughly around the same time. They so are, gonna and be, that's going to be interesting. You yeah, know? <laughs> so that's not a – I mean, it's, it's great. And you got Wicks and Reed, you know, later in the draft, and so can those guys show up at – other years i'm sure they can refill if they have to um one thing i do like though chris is the fact that you get reed and wicks involved in in the run game reed in particular had three mm-hmm. carries yep. i think you you do, you do that a lot or you at least show it you get them in motion and you, i would constantly have one of these guys zipping through that's a potential uh jet sweep or something like that so uh, i hope they continue to do that that is the best option they have on offense um, they cannot connect on a deep ball to save their life. I mean, what <laughs> I would say, Jordan, here's the deal. We're going to throw a deep ball here. And if you don't overthrow the receiver, you're going to have to do a uh, hundred pushups, you know, on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Taser, taser. They, you know, we're going to bring your family down here. That's and we're going right. to make them do pushups. Uh, <laughs> something where like throw the ball deep. And if it's past 20 yards, they, he just lost it too much. And that seems to be his play. Like when he threw a couple of touchdowns are sort of like the loft into the corner. That seems to be his deal. Yeah. But that, throwing it on a sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. His on a line down the field. He does not have that, which is strange. Yeah. I it's hard for me to to understand that he he watches those, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they make him watch, you know, film of his game. And so he sees that he's consistently short. So if I'm sitting there, I'm saying, 
damn, I'm, I'm always short. Maybe I need I'm, – I'm underestimating. I guess I need to throw it out there an extra couple of yards. Yeah. Now, I know it's not that easy because the safety is coming over and you don't want that guy to pick it off. And But at this point, then don't bother throwing it because if you're not going to throw it you know, where the guy can catch it and it's going to be short, you're going to get in trouble that way too. Right. So, well, I, I, yeah. Sorry. I, that's so true. It's just – it's not like he underthrows it by a little bit. He's underthrowing it a lot. Like five I think yards, it's a yeah. Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs is open or Watson or whatever, and and then everyone's sort of looking up in the air and then stopping their stride as they're watching this thing come down, like over and over and over. It's the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah and, and that's. I I don't know if that's his graduate level uh, assignment there because he he seems like he's you know ticking off a lot of different boxes. You know, he's making progress. He he seems to be doing a lot of good things, but he just can't get that particular one. Right. He's not over that particular hurdle at this point. Yep. And looking at the injury report, it's not going to get easier for him next week. I don't know if you've seen the injury report. Uh, it's it's brutal. OK, uh, so Deguara is uh, mispracticed for the with a hip injury. Of course, Jones with his knee Musgrave. It says abdomen. I don't know if that means like a hernia or something like that. I'm not mm. sure what that is, but he mispracticed Wicks. Yeah, Tay Wicks, concussion slash knee. See, I always like got a concussion in the head, but maybe you get a concussion in the knee. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not a medical professional, Dave, okay? Yeah, but anyway, concussion. If he's got a concussion, he ain't playing on Thursday, and that is a big loss. Yeah. And, and we already mentioned that Wilson, uh, he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, we lost Chris again. Uh, he's going through the injury report. Uh, let's see. What else can I talk about? It's not, I'm not used to doing a podcast by myself anymore. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait. I could get some music going here. Um, could talk about Klaus or other things. Oh, there you are. Chris, are you You back? You you, you could read the emails. Yeah, I'm back. I mean, maybe you could read those emails instead or something. No, I can hear you the whole time. I'm not sure why. Oh, is that serious? You can? I could. Yeah, I can hear you the whole time. Yeah, it's great. I love it. All right. I'll be prepared with something uh, if uh, this happens again, which it, it might. So, um, so on, every on time it happens, side, yeah, that's right. my memory, I, I forget what we're talking about. <laughs> Injuries. Injuries. Uh, yeah, Devondre Campbell got a stinger, so he mispracticed with a neck injury. Uh, shoulders still bothering uh, Alexander, limited participant today. Uh, Corey Ballantyne, a shoulder. I didn't see that happen during the game, but he's, you know, your starting cornerback now, so he's hurt. Uh, Kenny Clark's got a shoulder injury. Uh, that's not good because Kenny played pretty well, I thought. A.J. Dillon with a groin injury. Did not know that happened as well. Uh, Rudy Ford, biceps, you know. And to make it really nice, Rashawn Gary, shoulder injury. Um, Jenkins, Eld. Elton Jenkins, knee injury. Nixon, not Richard, he's dead. Uh, but Keyshawn, uh, ankle injury. And then Watson with his shoulder. Of course, he's got an injury. And, of course, uh, Savage, uh, who may come back. He may come back and be able to play, play on Thanksgiving. Himself. Yeah, well, or maybe play with himself. I don't know. But <laughs> it, said, it says here calf injury, which is what he's coming back from. I guess he had a he pulled a muscle in his calf, I guess. So that's a long list of guys. And they're all guys, you know, this isn't like, you know, some special team. This, this isn't like, uh, you know, six 
uh, where, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. These are guys that they're kind of counting on, and it's it. I hope he doesn't have to feel the team on Thursday. Well, good thing they're young because uh, they don't get hurt when they're young. They bounce <laughs> back quick, right? That's that's I, what old teams have is injuries. We uh, we don't have that. Yeah, uh, I guess we're gonna see what happens. But you know, I mean, this you can't you can't make excuses because. I'm sure the people in Detroit, after they win on Thursday, they won't say, well, yeah, but the Packers were really injured. <laughs> I mean, they, no, they're not going to say that. Yeah. They're going to say, great, we're 9-2 and two now, you know? Well, well, they will. And plus, you know, we've been crapping on them for so long. Oh. They're not going to care how we, uh, how they win. They're just as long as they beat the Packers. Um, and it's their time. I hope it's just a year long, but... And and I'll I'll be I'll be cheering for Detroit. I think when postseason hits, I'd like to see Detroit do well. They just it's in such a stomping, you know, little brother for us for so long. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I are we at the point to say the Packers are are scrappy at least that they they should be you know worse than they are to beat the Rams to beat the Chargers. Is that that beat two two of the LA teams that? Yeah. um, Yeah. Who would have thought, you know, two teams from L.A. come to Green Bay in November and lose? I guess that yeah, makes I, sense. I guess what we can say is we love L.A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That's right. <laughs> hey, that might be the name of this podcast. Hey. <laughs> we could. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, that's where you were going. Do you have any observations there, Dave? Uh, I'm not real impressed with Jonathan Owens, I guess, to be one observation. I think he's. You know, without him, we'd probably be in real trouble. I certainly like Anthony Johnson Jr. a lot better. I wish we could get a little bit more sort of focus on him. I saw someone show a couple of clips focused on him on Twitter uh, or X. And, uh, like, he's a real aggressive player. Uh, Jonathan Owens just seems kind of like a slower, just a guy to me. Um, You know, Quay Walker is... I think slowly getting better. Like I, you know, I think when he's there, it feels like our run defense is, is better. I like it when he doesn't commit to an, a lane and, you know, kind of waits to see what's going to happen first. Um, you know, we probably should mention Valentine and Valentine are doing a decent job, right? I think that um, we're not getting gashed really, really bad. Although it helps when the receivers drop, drop a lot of balls. And, and so, um, I suppose overall, could you say the defense is looking like a little better? I, I mean, the Chargers probably could have easily scored at least 30, right? Maybe, maybe more. So maybe I'd feel differently about the defense, but I feel like they're not as passive as they were. It feels like they're rushing the quarterback a little bit more aggressive. It feels like they're pressing receivers a little bit more. I mean, as much as I want Joe Barry out of here, it seems like the defense is improving ever so slightly as well. Well, I think so too, and that's a concern. Because are they going to say, well, you know, I mean, the defense, you know, was improving again by the end of the year. And, you know, we just need to get the offense, you know, scoring more than, you know, 27 points a game. And that's all we have to do. And our defense is good enough. I don't know that that's the case. I I still see way too, too many of these four men fronts where you have two down linemen and you have these two linebackers and they run at will. And, I, you know, you can't you can't have that. So. Uh, yeah, the, I think the defense is is good enough. Of course, there are a lot of people that say, well, the defense is not good enough. Look at all the dropped passes that you know the Chargers had. So the defense isn't good enough. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I think the defense has been not great, but they really haven't gotten boat raced. I'm trying to think. 
I guess against Detroit. Yeah, it was 38-20, right, that game. And I think, is that the only game that a team has scored over 30? I don't have it in front of me here, Dave. But, you know, they've they've been pretty good. And, you know, the I think they rank in the top half of the league in both scoring and yards. And, you know, the defense, it's not great, but it's not a problem. In fact, this defense, you know, a couple of years ago, that would have been enough probably to, you know, make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but right now, with the offense the way it is, that, that ain't happening. Well, I'm looking at the tackle chart, and part of it, my frustration, is all the picks that they've made in the defensive side uh, that were first-rounders or really high ones. But I'm going to the tackle chart here. I guess Quay Walker is your fourth. Then you go down to Lucas Van Ness. He had two tackles. You go down a little further. Rashawn Geary had two tackles. Kenny Clark had one. So I guess, and then Devontae Wyatt's near the bottom. So you have five first-round picks playing. Um, I, you know, Stokes is out. Yep. Uh, Jair is out. So those are two more. Am I missing yep. anybody else? Well, but, you're missing Rasul Douglas, who had two interceptions and a recovered fumble for Buffalo. Yeah, I did hear yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we got a third-round pick for it. So um, yeah. <laughs> we improved our fifth-round pick up to a third. I guess that's... that's uh, um, to get it, yeah. get away from. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want Joe Barry gone. I just want a new yeah. philosophy. Cause you yeah. know, if he's here next year, what's going to happen is they're going to start really poor. Maybe they yeah. improve, but yeah. I don't want to reset backwards. I want to come up with guns blazing. I want someone who's going to be aggressive. I I'm not watching the Monday night game right now, but I think those are two defenses where you look at what they're doing and trying to confuse the offense and what we're doing. What we're doing is rushing for everyone's back. Uh, Detroit is going to play Green Bay. They're going to know what we're going to run, and it's just a matter of can we make a play. Well, sometimes it would be nice to help your players out by making a scheme, you know, confusing that you you help your players out a little bit. So that's not Joe Barry, and I just want him gone. So, uh, Well, you know, okay, this is the way I would put this. Um, you remember in The Godfather uh, where they said about Tom Hagen, he's not a wartime consigliere? Yeah, know? yeah. He, he was fine when they hadn't gone to the mattresses. However, when they went to the mattresses, they needed somebody else in that particular role. And I, I don't think Joe Barry is a is a wartime consigliere. I don't think he's the kind of guy that you're going to go to the Super Bowl with. I, I just I don't think the way they play defense, the philosophy behind the way they play defense is not it's not a winning kind of football. It's I, I, I just don't think you're going to win big games with him as your defensive coordinator. I just, I haven't seen enough. His history doesn't suggest it. So for my money, I, I think they got to get somebody else. Um, if they're going to take that next, that, that next step. And, th- and that's, that's the idea, right? I mean, it, next year, you're, you you want to be better next year. Uh, but then you want to start competing. And if you're going to compete, you got to have somebody that's going to be able in big games to shut the other team down when you maybe, they have a good defense, and you're not going to be able to score a lot of points. You got to rely on your defense to shut those guys down, and I don't, I don't think Joe Barry has that. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I, I was questioning the floor as well, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm as advanced to my criticism of the floor that I am with Barry. You know, if Robert Sala gets fired from the Jets, isn't that his best man? Do you think he packs to bring him in? He was pretty good defensive coordinator for I, San Francisco, right? Everything I've heard about the guy is that 
um, you know, besides being Lothar's best friend. And he's a really good uh, defensive coach in, in terms of the whole philosophy and attitude thing, which I, as I said on the podcast, I'm all about defense being as much about your attitude as it is about scheme and, and things like that. So, you know, you want guys to be frothing out there. You want them to, you know, play with the hair on fire and aggressive and rally to the ball and all those kinds of things. And I think a lot of that is the coach saying, yeah, you got to be a Simon sure, but you got to play hard. And if you got to make a choice between the two, play hard, play aggressively, and we can tolerate mistakes that are made from aggression a lot than mistakes that, you know, our guys hanging back and want to be sure about all these things. I, I just I don't think that's the sort of thing that you're going to win with. And Salah, you know, does seem to be that that kind of guy, although you wonder how much Lafleur was stung by Salah's comment last year mm, yeah. about, well, we know if we punched him They're in soft. the mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, you know, I mean. Maybe that meant no Christmas card or, or something. I don't know what it meant, but it was kind of brutal. And so I don't know if, if that would, would impact anything. Not that he was wrong, though. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> yeah, you can't fault him for being right. But right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be an interesting. I mean, I would be excited about that. Um, but so yeah, I fear yeah. that if the Packers make a mini run here towards some bad teams at the end of the season, they go, well, look at it was injuries. You can't judge a guy. Look at all the injuries we had. Well, guess what? You're going to have a lot of injuries next year. It's going to be a problem every year. It's um, every team. It's a problem yeah. every year. And New York won't, won't fire Sala because I think everyone there is getting a mulligan because their quarterback got hurt in the first game. Yeah, and I, right. I, I think they're going to bring everybody back. They're going to run it back and do it again. In fact, we might see number eight uh, playing next month, the way it sounds. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, That's... it's, yeah, this guy, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, 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 whatever. Any, any, anything else on the defensive? Uh, no, I, I guess, you know, you had talked about Carl Brooks. Um, yep. You know, that is good. The other guy, uh, Wooden, I thought he was uh, shining, yeah. too. I didn't see much of him. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I... Uh, uh, the defense is just pretty uninspiring to me. Um, it bums me out to see Lucas Van Ness. Every once in a while I see him on a tackle and think, yeah, he's pretty quick and big. And, and then, but his impact is very, very small. I, I can I, I'm disappointed that we keep drafting guys who get, you know, red shirt years. That doesn't seem to how other teams do it, but, um, well, you know, who knows? Maybe Lucas Van Ness will take the old Gary, you know, Rashawn Gary approach and really flash two years from now. You know, but the, here, here's what's odd is that, you know, your first round pick, um, you know, is kind of, you know, lackluster. He is taking that, that, you know, Rashawn Gary, you know, route. But you've got a couple of guys you drafted lower who are making, you know, major impacts. I mean, I know we joke about, you know, Musgrave falling down all the time. But, you know, the guy has had, you know, a lot of catches and he's, he's had some really good touchdowns. Uh, he's had a lot of long uh, catches as far as that goes. Uh, we talked about Reed earlier. We talked about Wicks. These guys were all drafted lower down, and they're having like first round type impact. Sure. So you know, I mean, so yeah, your number one guy is kind of you know learning his way through things. Did you also hear? This was interesting, and I will give Joe Barry credit for this. Um, uh, you know how outside linebackers are in a two point stance, right? Uh, that's just 
kind of, you know, how the NFL is. Your guys um, on the edges tend to be, you know, kind of in that crouched position. Well, apparently in college, Van Ness played uh, with his hand in the ground. And apparently the Packers said, all right, if you're more comfortable that way, you know, line up in that way. Don't don't do the two point stance. A lot of people like that. You can see more. And in his case, he don't want to see more. You know, he wants to get leverage. He wants to be down low. And he played a little better this week. And he was saying that, you know, it's because they are letting him play linebacker, play edge from a down position as opposed to a two point stance, which I thought was interesting. I've never I, I didn't notice it during the game. I am going to watch for it on Thursday. But if that's the case, I mean, if he's better in that posture starting out and can still do what he has to do as an outside linebacker, but do it, you know, from that particular stance, well, find it, let him do it. Yeah, well, it takes, you know, 10 games for him to figure that out. That seems that's disappointing. Um, but, yeah, let's you know, it's early and he may be a good player. I'm not ready to check him out a ton. I was just looking at the first round and who was picked after Van Ness. I don't recognize a lot of these names because I don't follow their teams. But Will McDonald, I think, uh, looked like he had promised for the Jets. I don't know what he's turned out to be. Jack Campbell is linebacker from Detroit. Um, I thought he was playing well, but I really it's, don't know for yeah. sure. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, th- th- there's not a guy there that is having a, as far as I can tell, anyways, having a breakout, you know, rookie season. If I'm not mistaken, the guy that drop that pass along the right sideline. He was picked last after. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first round pick. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he did, you know, what the Packers top receiving pick did last year on the first play of the season. You know, he dropped a sure touchdown. And all right. You know, that I mean, that's that's going to happen with a lot of rookies. And Van Ness has, you know, he's made some impact. He has not been an embarrassment or a stiff. He doesn't look like he's overmatched. It looks like he's inexperienced what it looks like. Yeah, that's right. It's he's a great athlete, uh, didn't play a lot and uh, just perfect for the Packers. We get lots. We have all the time in the world to develop you. That's no worries. <laughs> you know, did, did you happen to watch uh, the Badger game uh, this weekend and see who the opposing quarterback was? No, I didn't. Yeah, the opposing quarterback uh, this uh, past week was Brock Purdy's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? How did he yeah. play? I know the Badgers came back and won, right? Yeah, uh, he, he plays for Nebraska and he, you know, he's a good mobile running uh, quarterback. Uh, but after the first couple of drives, the Badger defense stiffened and they wound up winning in, in overtime. They came back from a 14 point deficit to win. And, you know, of course, they were showing, you know, pictures of Brock. I guess he's only 18 months younger than Brock is. Hmm. But, you know, he doesn't seem to be quite as talented as his uh, as his older brother, you know. So I guess their dad was a major league baseball player, which oh, all right, I didn't realize that, but that's that's cool. Well, we got Jordan Love, so uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'd be curious if Jordan Love played for the 49ers and it was kind of a uh, that style. Would they, would they? I wonder if they play the same way, you know, if they uh, feel like they adjust a little bit more to the talent they have than what the Packers do, but that may, well, but you know, their defense is so good that, you know, their offense is going to look better anyway, just because their defense is good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why is, doesn't our defense look that good? Well, yeah, it's 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 hard to know. It's it's probably an alchemy uh, between both the talent and the guy they have, you know, who's instilling the the philosophy and the attitude. And but I think the the, the two are not a good fit at this point. In yeah, my opinion. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, OK, I don't think I have anything. else. Do you have any anything else on this I, game or should we I don't move on? No. Yeah. yeah, Let's yeah. let's go on to uh, other things. Betting lines. What do you want to do? Yeah. Next? Yeah. I next thing, I don't know. I guess I'd like to have a Pepsi, I suppose, and just kind of hang out. Is, is that is that OK? No, we have to uh, we have to do the betting lines. Oh, I oh. should have uh, oh, really? sent the comments to you. We got lots of comments this week. Uh, well, why don't you read the comments, Dave? Well, you want you me to go through the lines first, or let me let me go through the betting lines first, and then uh, I can go through the comments. All right, you do, do whatever you want to do. It's All fine. right, so yeah, I because I asked for your opinion, you gave it to me, and I said no, I want to I want to do this different. So, um, why does Chris Chris did you play this week? You set the lines. How did you? Uh, not quite sure that. Anyway, uh, let's go through the betting lines uh, for week eleven. We have a single winner. Who got a perfect score? Oh my! Has that happened before? I don't recall. I must have of all the yeah. years, but right. uh, this is amazing. And the thing that's sad is uh, second place was Judy. Judy got she got eight. eight. Yeah, I I saw that. Even though, oh my god, that's 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 terrible. But not that I'm disappointed that whoever won won. It's just that it's always nice if it, you know Judy is such a you know, and and Tom, I think they both play every week. They're really good people. It's a damn shame, but yeah. you know, at, at least she had a good showing. She was eight eight and one apparently. Very good showing. Or yeah. Klaus only had six. Uh, tie. Whenever you're tying me, as Klaus. someone said, that's a yeah. It's Klaus. Uh, that, that that's an embarrassment, Klaus. You, I think we're going to take your scalpel away from, from you. <laughs> no more C sections for you, young man. That's right. You're going to have to sit in the D section. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go through the uh, – he knows what that joke is all about. Yes. Let's go through the betting lines here. Uh, okay, number one, I asked you for Jordan Love's quarterback rating. You set the line at 90, and it was 108.5. Uh, so, boy, well, I mean, who, whoever got the perfect score, good for you, because I was not a believer. I thought he'd throw one pick, and he did not. He had two touchdowns. More than half picks. of the people that played yep. had the over. Oh wow! At wow. least maybe it's it's not it's not less than half. If it's wow. they're spaced out, but I think it's it looks like a little more than half. So it wasn't okay. uh, one-sided. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, number two, uh, yards per carry for AJ Dillon. You set that line at 2.1. It was I'm sorry, 4.1. It was 2.1. The under had that one. Uh, number three, Jane Reed's total receiving yards. You set the line at 76. He only had 46, but Total yards he had, but it was a hard 2.1. His, oh, his impact was bigger. I'm sorry, what was that, Dave? Are you still talking about the second his, betting line? No, I'm talking about uh, Jaden Reed. Oh, okay. And yeah, and and his impact was bigger than the 46 yards receiving. It was a combination of rushing and receiving that um, you know made a big difference there. Th- that is correct. I agree yeah. with that. Um, Number four, turnovers for Green Bay. You set the line at one and a half. They had no turnovers, which, you know, wow. you talk about, you know, what they should give them credit for. The fact they didn't turn the ball over is a credit to them, seeing they got smushed a number of times. A um, few sacks. And I guess, you know, Love lost the ball, got it back. Or who got it back? Did uh, 
did Love get his own fumble back? Uh, was it one of the linemen I that got? I thought it was one of the linemen that got that. It it's probably Jenkinson. says someplace. Yeah, probably somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think what did uh, Nixon did he fumble out of bounds? <laughs> so there, but they had no turnovers. They, the the answer was zero. So the under yep. had that one. That's the important thing. Uh, number five, is it a bear or Herbert? I've I've heard both now. I think uh, it's I think it's Herbert. Wasn't there a guy? Was it Bobby a bear who played for the Saints? Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. That's why we're saying that. Yeah. Uh, I asked you what his quarterback rating would be. You said 107. He had 99.3. Uh, he, played, he played well. He played well. Not as good as Jordan Love, apparently. I guess not. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, number six, what is uh, Nixon's longest return? Uh, <laughs> you won't see. have Nixon to kick around anymore. Yeah. Nixon will not be. You set the line at 35. Uh, he had a long of 30. So I thought he had a longer run. But he did, but it was that was the opening. Oh, uh, uh, that was the call. Yeah, call right. yeah, yeah. Number seven, Keenan Allen, reception yards. You set the line at 85. He had 116, so big game for Keenan, mm-hmm. even though I think he would say he had a bad game. Uh, seven and a half, what would be the longest charger reception? You said 42 yards. He had 51. I guess that was to that tight end that no one's ever yeah, heard about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then, uh, I think I was just in the practice squad, I think, and they elevated him for this game, I think. Did they? And he got touchdown. Good for him. Well, yeah. Uh, seven three force. Will there be a Lambo leap? There was. There was three of them, right? Yeah. There's... In fact, okay. That did you see the guy in the flannel shirt? Um, everyone should be loved as much as that guy was loving. And I, th- I think it was, I think it was, uh, was it, was it, was it Reed? No, no. It was uh, uh, Kraft. I think what? he scored. He jumps in, and the guy in the flannel shirt is like talking in his ear and hugging him, and it's like. Man, get a room, fellas. Holy cow. <laughs> well, one guy reached like into his helmet, I thought. Was that the same guy? I felt well, like I, what I remember out of there, about man. the guy is, is he had like a lumberjack type shirt on, a big flannel, you know, uh, lumberjack shirt. And he was like it was, you know, it's sort of like if you are um, at a business function and, you know, you might see a colleague and and give a little hug. And if you hold on too long, it's just like awkward this guy was holding on too long and it was awkward i mean in fact we ran it back to see what was going on there (laughs) wow well there was a guy i thought in the upper right that was he he had glasses he was going bananas and i thought he reached a hand in the helmet and i thought no no sir that's no place for your hand um there's a few places you don't touch the packers yes that's among the places yeah the woman underneath, I don't know what she was doing, but at least that wasn't on TV. Um, <laughs> well, that, that makes a good – if you were sitting in the first row and a Packer jumps in your lap, I think I'm like, yay, you know, waving. and But, yeah, I think I would try to play it like somewhat cool. When, uh, how would you handle it? I would run away. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I mean, I have been – and this is – you know, I mean, it sounds strange. I've been in locker rooms, Dave. You know, I – believe it or not – you know, I played competitive sports in high school. It stinks, and guys stink. And I'm thinking, these guys, big, sweaty guys, they, it's got to be horrible. It's got to be awful. What are you doing? Yeah. Now, of course, if you're plowed, like a lot of those people are, maybe it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't want any part of I don't want a sweaty guy on me. His breath probably is horrible. Ugh, I don't want any of that shit. Come on, forget it. I'm not well, doing that. I think we should make a pack together. Let's say another team 
teams player jumps in the Lambo leap like they do, which is it makes me furious. Yes, I hate we that. do this. This is my dream. Is they out, they're sitting there, they're hamming it up for a second. I grab one of their feet and then you push them back and watch them land. You know, head over tea kettle. What's the what do you call that? How, uh, how about if we just tackle them, you know, around the waist from behind and fall on their ankles like the, yeah, we could we could a lot of these tackle. guys do. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly right. No, I feel like if they jump in my lap, you're from another team. I'm holding on to a, a leg or an ankle, and when you then go down, you're you're. That, and I feel like I'm completely in the right. I, I've not hurt you. You've jumped in my space. I can do whatever I want. So did did one of I I want to say and maybe this is just me dreaming, but uh, I thought somebody at some point tried to jump into the Lambo stands and they didn't choose a place where you know their team was, and as they did it, somebody got an elbow and you know plowed the guy as he was coming in. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's all fair game. I think if, yeah, especially if it was yeah. a game where I was really hot and it was a Viking coming up, um, I feel like, oh, I, here's my shot to like to take my anger where it really counts. So anyway, well, who got it correct? Someone who then uh, didn't need a tiebreaker because I they guess, got yeah. a perfect nine. Uh, perfect nine. Uh, it's I was going to say Scott nine because he got nine, but it's Scott Nyer. Oh, yeah. Now, he's been a long time player. I believe so. So Scott Nyer, he is the winner this week. He gets what? By the time he listens to this and gets notes, he'll have two days in the Packers Therapy Hotel well, Casino. Now, I think it's only fair that he get the entire week because it's, it's it's a short week, and that just wouldn't be that just wouldn't be proper. All right, that's that's true. Oh. Uh, all right, let's go through some of these comments here. We asked people like, be clever in the comments, and so we kick off with Samir saying. Uh, his comment is something clever. So you see what he did? I asked him to put something clever. <laughs> well done, uh, sir. Yes. Well uh, done. Sean Scanlon says, time for this week's installment of struggling running back has 100-plus yards against the pack. Although that didn't happen this week. It did not happen. That's well, not happen. but, they're, you know, Herbert, 73 yards. Holy cow. They didn't need to have a running game. They had that guy. They did. Uh, Kevin Parsons said, hold out, just keeping – just keep on hoping against hope it's going to get better. That's uh, a lyric from Genesis. Are you aware of that? You know, uh, I don't I don't know that hold out. one. Just keep on hoping against hope it's going to get better. And I wonder if that's the Peter Gabriel Genesis or is that the Phil Collins or. Yeah, I, you know, there's a, I mean, I know a lot of Genesis stuff, but I don't know everything, especially from those earlier annual nursery crime and that kind of stuff. Uh, so maybe this is one that I missed. And also, too, late era Genesis, uh, kind of after Advocab, I kind of lost the, the scent. Well, Sean File, I think it's File, he said he'll be at the game. So that's something I want to come back to in a little bit. Uh, Bill and Delafield said, go, dog, go. Uh, who's dog? Uh, is, it, he, how, is, is it D-A-W-G or is it D-O-G? <laughs> D-O-G, capital D-O-G. So someone needs to. Uh, he's probably a pointer. He's probably a pointer fan, a UWSB pointer fan. Oh, is that what it is? All right. Yeah, their right. their team. Ever since you and Klaus went to that game, pointers have sucked. And I think it's you guys. I think well, they won forty-four nothing that that day. Now they're getting beat like seventy-three to six. So. But it's know. the Klaus uh, Dave uh, impact. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Jerry, hell, you guys got got poor Mike McCarthy fired that that day. That's true. That's right. We have, yeah. And Devontae Adams is now, you know, stuck in Las Vegas. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice job, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one won that trip. 
Uh, Jerry Adams said Dave's going down, can't lose three straight. So, <laughs> yep, okay. Jerry, you're you're in a losing streak. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, Deb said men, including your wives, in the betting line and prepare to be beaten. Go Packer gals. That's sweet. Uh, I I like that. I'm uh, glad Deb plays. Deb and Judy, excellent. Edward uh, Reese Thomas said he endured his stay at the Packers Hotel Casino. The Mason Crosby <laughs> hookah lounge is a highlight. <laughs> And this is a pastor's kid, okay? <laughs> That's true. Yes. How we, did you know what that is? Thank you, thank you for the email. By the way, he's he's he tells he's an Irish lad, uh, which means he probably could punt for the Packers, and uh, he is the son of a pastor. What is it about this podcast that we seem to attra- uh, attract men of the cloth or men of the cloth adjacent to this podcast? Yeah. I don't understand it, Dave. It's the titles, our references. It's got to be. It's yes. got to be. Yeah. Yeah, our last uh, title was a religious reference, wasn't it? What yes. was the? Oh, no, that was the Rams one. It was the sacrifice. I thought uh, that was. Did anybody get that? That no one has said. I thought that was. We must have spent all of I don't know five minutes working on that, <laughs> and we get nothing back from it. Oh, the Ram God. that was stuck in the thicket. That's the, the reference thicket. to Abraham and Isaac. Yeah, come on. Oh boy. Let's go. This people. is. I'm hoping at least our our. You know, ordained members of our listening audience at least got that, and they oh, 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 and they mentioned it from the pulpit on Sunday. I'm hoping our range of titles range from the obscene, which, yes. yeah. the Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> oh boy, we, we to, we've had yeah. some fun with with those. Guys. <laughs> we had a bad run there. <laughs> I understand. I, I think Aaron Rodgers pulled one out. In fact, as I recall. Yes, yeah, so he pulled one out Lambeau Field. He did that many times. I know. How yeah. many times can that guy do it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Keep going. Josh says, "Hey, what does Joe Barry's D and a mailman have in common?" I don't know, Dave. Tell me, what does Joe Barry's defense and a mailman have in common? Well, Chris, neither work on Sundays. But I'm bummed. Hey, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, I you know, checked. We have, the, we have oh. a couple of letter carriers. We have we have members of the United States Postal Service. One retired postal worker. So let's be kind to the letter carriers and mail people. Okay. That's that's right. I agree to that. I checked. Said go Packers therapy go. So there, that's a there better than there, dog. See now that's good. That's good. That's working. Um, let's see, David from Madison. I used to be a David from Madison, but I'm not yeah. anymore. He said, I like the change of format, especially knowing that you still had two interceptions to go in the game was some of the best drama of my week. Like knowing the killer is hiding in the next room. Chris and Dave are hurtling toward disappointment and have no idea. <laughs> the killer is hiding in the next room. Beautiful. Well done. Uh, hold the line. Love, it is, love isn't always on time. So no, lots no, of... no, that was the total uh, reference from 1979 yeah. or whatever that was. Yeah, okay. That's from Klaus. Good old Klaus. That's um, my – well, that's – I could tell. I could – that's – that's good stuff, Klaus. Excellent. Yeah, well done, that's sir. Good. Now, Rusty said, don't pick on Dave. In the early email days, he stuck up for me against Chris. So he's a good guy despite some suspect judgment in the case of a likely obsessed emailer. So that's very, very well, fair. Well, now Rusty is our retired postal worker. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And Scott and I said, well, Dave, been listening to the podcast for so long. Inedible Packers would go wrong. I think that's uh, that was a. Uh, Looks like that's almost like a little rhyme here that he had. Uh, so thanks for the comments. I like the comments. I need to like prepare these uh, so I can kind of hit maybe a couple. But I we had a lot of 
comments and keep bringing the jokes that's uh, yeah i love it and thank you to everybody that that played and especially those that took a little a little time to write something we really enjoy that we we enjoy you guys you guys have been really good friends for a long time and it's it's good when you're having fun with it as much as we are i heard someone refer speaking of jokes they said uh the floor beating staley is like the squirrel figuring out the nut um I thought <laughs> something like that. Wow. Um, <laughs> that was a good way to explain it. Okay. So yeah. let's go to week 12, Thanksgiving, really morning uh, against yeah, the Lions. Yeah, 11.30, uh, Lambeau field time, yeah. Let's go through it. Number one, uh, quarterback rating for Jordan Love. Oh, you know, um, I was wrong. I was significantly wrong last week. But as the who said, I won't get fooled again. Um, and by that, I mean I'm going to go lower than 90 uh, uh, because hey, Detroit's a good team. I know that they struggle against the Bears, and that's not cool. Uh, but Packers have problems on the offensive line. They're rotating left tackles now. Um, they can't really decide if they like John Runyon, are they afraid of his dad doing something in the NFL office? I don't know what it is, but they've let Sean Ryan play one possession and they scored a touchdown. So I, they don't know what they're doing on the offensive line. Um, and I think that's going to be a problem for Jordan Love. Um, so I think I said, what, 90.8 or something was my I guess. I think you were uh, a flat 90. Uh, uh, you're 90 uh, against Pittsburgh. You did 90 again against the Chargers. Yep. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go lower this time. Um, I don't think the guy's going to suck, but I'm, I'm going to go 84 and a half. Oh, that's, that's close to sucking. Um, mm, 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 mm. yeah, that's, I want to go lower too. That's a good team. They're, they're putting a good team. And do you think right now, Dave, in Detroit, they're saying, ah, just another game. No, they've been beaten so much on the national stage. This is their chance, you know, to pummel a team that has crapped all over them for forever. Yeah. And I think they could take advantage of it. All right. I'll take the under. You've convinced me. Ooh, good. All right. Uh, number two, uh, total rushing yards for the Packers. That includes wide receivers. They had 102 yards, but given all the injuries, there'll be A.J. Dillon, some wide receivers, and maybe Patrick Taylor. I, I don't maybe, know what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, I would maybe imagine. Love runs for his life. I don't know. What? How many rushing yards do you think the Packers oh, had? I don't think it's going to be over 100. I mean, they they couldn't get over 100 with their running backs. This past week, 46 yards from Reed out of 102. I mean, they just got nothing there. Yeah. And, you know, I like A.J. Dillon. Who doesn't like A.J.? He's like a great guy. He really does. I just don't think he's that good. Um, so I'm going to say rushing yards, including the receivers, and 78. All right, 78. All right, I am going to take the... You know, I take the over from that. I think they can get over that number. Um, number three, total receiving yards from Kraft and Musgrave together. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. You know, the, Musgrave, although he didn't, you know, have a, a huge game, he only averaged seven yards a catch this time. He has shown the ability, you know, to get loose downfield. He's pretty good down the seam. Um, I wonder if now they said, oh. Tucker Crafts on this team. I think we should use him too a little bit, you know. So between the, between the two of them, uh, this past week they had what 60 yards. 60. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 not bad. Um, I don't know that they'll do quite as good against uh the Lions, 
but I I will say 54. 54. Okay, I'm going to take the over on that one. Uh, number four, who will be the leading tackler on the on the Packers, not including ready oh, okay. defensive backs, Quay Walker or Devondre Campbell? Because you look at the tackle chart, you have to go. I mean, from the top, Owens, Campbell, Nixon, Walker, Ballantyne, Johnson Jr., Valentine, finally Lucas Van Ness with two tackles. So there'll probably be a bunch of ties, but do you take a guess of who the lean tackler will be that's not a defensive back or Quay Walker, not Quay Walker and not Campbell? All right. So we're. I'm not, I'm assuming you're you're thinking here, Chris. You're you're giving a lot of thought to this question, with the exception. Yes, I am. Oh, you're um, back. You're back. I am going to say it's. Oh yes, I'm back. I'm going to say Isaiah McDuffie. Ah, uh, McDuffie, good one. Okay. Uh, I will say, look, who are my options here? I guess I could go with Shashan Gary. Press. I'm going to go actually Preston Smith. That was my second choice. Okay. Uh, number five. How many sacks will Detroit get? Given uh, they they get quite a few sacks, they have that Hutchinson character. Yeah, and he ruined he wrecked the game for him last time. Uh, how many sacks this week was there? Three. Um, a crappy offensive line. Um, well, I I hate to say three and a half, but I'm going to say it anyway. Three and, three and a half. half. I thought you were going to higher. I'm going to take the over at three and a half. I thought you might eat. I might thought you might say four and a half, but. That is a high number. I'll, I'll take the over at you three know, and a half. I I just I just couldn't go at four and a half, but three and a half was enough, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number six. Uh, total. I'm gonna do total rushing yards for the Lions. Are you thinking again, or is your internet out? Oh my goodness. It's getting worse, Chris. Total rushing yards for the Lions. Uh, do I have an email to read here? Let's see. Oh, the Bucks one. Uh, we just got an email from Scott. Oh, that's a long email. Scott, we will uh, probably read this next week for you. Um, Chris, are you not coming back? Oh, so let me. Earth start. to Chris. Well, I, to Chris. No, I'm 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 supposed to be I'm supposed to be coming back. I'm I'm not really sure what's going on here and why we've uh, lost it as long as we have. This is not good stuff, Dave. It's not good. I'm. <laughs> I'm trying desperately to be able to give you uh, how many yards I think the Lions will get yeah. on the ground this week. And it's Herbert uh, with 73 last time. So they did pretty well uh, playing uh, defense, except they couldn't stop the quarterback. I don't think Goff is as much of a threat uh, to run as Herbert was. But I still think they'll do okay on the ground. Let me um, 110 yards. 110. Oh, I'm definitely over on that one. I think they, I think they gashed the Packers last time. I think they get over 110. All right, let's go through this quickly so that you don't, we don't lose you. Um, how many carries, uh, you know, uh, I mean rushes by wide receivers for the Packers? So Jane Reed had three. Everything else was a quarter. Oh, Christian Watts had one. So there was four last week. How many carries by a wide receiver this week? And I, I want to set a line here, correct? Yep. Um, yes. Um, it would not surprise me to see them. I'll set three and a half. Three and a half. All right. I'm going to take the over. I think this is something. Seven and a half. Will Love complete a pass greater than 35 yards? That was his max uh, this week, I think. Yeah. Wicks was a 35-yarder with 
uh, with a lot of yak to it. But I'm still waiting for that bomb. Yes or no? Pass right. greater than 35 yards. Uh, no. No. Okay, I'll say no as well. Um, seven three fours. A uh, number of flags on returns, either punt or kickoff. Uh, I'll set a line at two and a half. <laughs> okay, I'll take the under. That's a high one. And uh, seven and seven ace. If the Packers win, this only applies if the Packers win. Who is the first Packer player to bite into the turkey leg? Oh, that's right. I forgot the turkey leg. It'll be a veteran. Um, I'm going to go Kenny Clark. All right. I'm going to say Jordan Love. Um, although I could see Dylan. I could see Gary. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be Jordan Love. I think you no, know, if they win, it's going to be a Jordan Love show. And then uh, tiebreaker, oh. totally passing yards for Jordan Love. Oh, um, yeah. He won't go over 300. Uh, 223. <laughs> I said 220. Okay. If you would like to play the betting lines, please let Mike Miller know uh, or just click on the link that he sent you before. But if you need that link or want to contact Mike, please reach him at mitnomiller at gmail.com. That is... Mm, I hope you're... M-I-T-N-O-M... I L L E R at gmail.com. That is how you play the betting lines in Packers Therapy. You email Miller at gmail.com and you talk. Well, not talk. I guess you communicate with Mike Miller. He's the guy that makes it all happen. He's also the final arbiter on any questions. So, you know, got to be nice to, to this guy. Maybe slip him some money. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. All right. Hey. So that's your betting lines. And I did mention Scott just sent us uh, Scott nine, as I call him. Um, <laughs> that'll be his nickname from now on. Uh, I would read some of it. I just forwarded it to you, Chris, but we usually scrub these emails to remove all the obscenities first. So we haven't oh, done that. Well, actually, so yeah. Scott will, uh, it looks like it's a good one. So we'll make sure we cover that next week. Does Scott has Tourette syndrome? Because I'm looking at this thing and oh my gosh, there'd be a lot of editing to do between now <laughs> Yeah, and the, yeah, you know, oh, just, the f bombs! My goodness! Yeah, yeah. This is sort of this is sort of like uh, that baseball thing with the magic word. Wow! <laughs> yeah, right, right. Hey, yeah, by lot. the way, uh, while you were uh, talking about something or other, uh, I was watching the football game here, Monday Night Football, and I saw exactly what we were talking about. Travis Kelsey got tackled uh, from behind, and somebody, as they pulled him down from behind, rolled over on his ankle. You know. Uh. Well, yeah. now they may do something since it's uh, Taylor Swift's uh, boyfriend. Yeah, you know, well, I guess we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Now, you're going to be going to that game, though, right? That Chiefs game. I am going to the Chiefs game. So yeah. I just wanted to say, if anyone else is going to the Chiefs game and would like to say hello, please let me know. I'm also looking for a good idea for tailgating because I'm coming up with my daughter, her husband, and uh, her my son-in-law's father. Both They, they are Chiefs fans. I think my daughter is becoming one. Uh, through marriage, but uh, I am not, and I want to show them a good time. I'm trying to think of some ideas. So either if you're hosting a tailgate or know of good places to go for tailgate, please uh, write us at PackersTherapy at Yahoo.com. I'd love to get some advice. I know I've been going for years, but my process is get up there, find a parking spot, see the game, get to the car, go home. Like that's I've been a boring Packer 
tender in person. So I could use some advice. I'd love to meet anybody that's going to be there. All right. Well, you know, Dave is a good hang. You know, you can ask, what? you can ask Aaron Nagler, you can ask Klaus, don't ask me. But, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of people like Dave. No one's sure why, but a lot of yeah. people do. So get in touch with us, PackersTherapyYahoo.com. And, uh, you know, maybe you can meet up with Dave. He's America's guest. He likes to, you know, stop by and have a couple of your bratwurst. Right. Uh, Yeah. So by all means, by all means, be in touch with Dave. Yes, please do. But if you like, I want to tell Dave, like, how much I can't stand his sound of his voice, his opinions, you know, one point all things I'm wrong. Then don't contact me. I only want people who like me. I'm at an age where I no longer want the challenges of meeting people who don't like me anymore. Uh, So. You're, you're uh, just a delicate flower, Dave. I am. I am. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, An asshole? <laughs> no, that, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's no, not right. No, that's not right. <laughs> that was one of those words that Scott wrote all over his email. Uh, it's, uh, it's what do you call it with the kids these days that are uh, too soft? It's not a flower. Oh, uh, a snowflake? Snowflake. That's me. I'm a snowflake. <laughs> you just don't know what it is. You can't think of the word, but okay. You know. <laughs> well, that's, I'm also old. He's no remember. longer as young as he used to be, but he looks he looks 10 years younger than his age. So I, please invite Dave to your tailgate party. Thank you. Yeah. Um, OK, let's do a little uh, pop culture here and something we'll we'll spend time doing Simone Biles and Taylor Swift uh, pop culture later, but not this time around. What do you got, Dave, for pop culture? I uh, two things real quick. I attended a uh, double feature. Con- I guess it's a show. I guess when they're comedians, they're not concerts. Their show. Uh, I went and saw uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan in oh a dual comedy show. They came to St. Louis wow. and I watched them. But here's the thing I would say about dual comedy shows. Uh, first of all, because they're so big, it was in a stadium. We we went to the see them where the Blues play at Enterprise Center, and the speakers are not great. It's a lot of echoes. And an echoey speaker system is not great for comedy. It's okay for music, but it's not for comedy. There's quite a bit of it where I was like, what did he say? And that kills the vibe in terms of a, of a comedy show. Uh, the other thing is it's long. You have two headliners. They're going to do full sets back to back. And, you know, two and a half hours of sort of laughing after a while. I was like, ugh, I'm tired. So it was very fun. They're both great. I love their comedy and will always will. Um, but, uh, it's a little bit of, I want to recommend if you ever get a chance to go see them, do that. But the double feature, think twice about that. The second thing I have Mm -hmm. is I watched a show on Amazon prime. It is a reality TV show based on 007. Um, (laughs) it's very cool. And get this, Chris, what they do with this show. It's a reality TV show. Have you seen like the amazing race? I don't think you watch any of these, but no, no, no. But think of it as it's an, a, a reality TV show where it's a competition, real people, you know, nothing uh, is scripted. Yet they show their activity as they're trying to find clues and going through uh, Venice and stuff like that for their their competition and things like that. But they develop it like it is a James Bond uh, movie with the music in the background. It's very highly produced, so it's not just – you know, a lot of editing or just a lot of one-on-one, you know, interviews with these people. It's like, it's almost produced like, uh, like they're in a movie. Um, and yet at the same time they say stupid things cause they, you know, it's all unscripted. It's a really interesting concept. So if you like reality TV, if you like James Bond and you think that combo sounds interesting, uh, check that out on Amazon prime. It's actually pretty fun. I'm only one episode in, but I thought it was really brilliant. 
what what was it called again? Well, let me look it up here. It <laughs> says if you look up 007 on Amazon Prime, it, uh, it's like Road to, let's see, uh, Road to a Million. It's called 007 Road to a Million reality TV series. So check that out if you like uh, all the things related to that. Uh, well, it's interesting you should mention both reality TV and Amazon because my two pop culture items encompass both of those. The first of them is something I actually sent you earlier today, Dave, that I uh, I don't know if it was your cup of tea or not. But I got it actually from my younger son, younger son, he's 34, but, you know, he knows what his dad likes. Okay, um, you have to go to YouTube and search for this one. It's Jeff Bezos rowing boat jeff bezos rowing boat okay search for that on um youtube and it's a guy a sculptor named bobby fingers <laughs> and this is i don't think that's his real name but that's no. the name that he uses this is it's sort of a combination of how it's made if you i think most people have probably seen how it's made or you know you kind of like sit there. You could watch it for two hours and the time just rolls past it. Um, it's a combination of, 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 a, of a how it's made um, with a uh, Warner Herzog um, interview. OK, um, this is an Irish sculptor and um, he has decided to make this boat out of a sculpted bust of Jeff Bezos. And it's 28 minutes, and it is hypnotizing, and it is hilarious. Um, so I I really have to recommend this. The only thing is, 28 minutes is a pretty big commitment. But if you These like people things, that listen to two hours of us talking, well, I think okay, they, that's you know. fair. But a lot, but a lot of people are driving, you know, like uh, uh, you know, sure. between Philadelphia and and uh, uh, Brooklyn, you know. So all right, sure. Um, you don't want to be watching a video while you're doing that, you know. But I. I it is it's it's very funny um but again it's it's this sort of if you've seen warner herzog interviews um and this is like a combination of that and how it's made it is with guy with an irish accent doing it as well very funny very well done um i it come on it's in america it's the holiday week we have thanksgiving so you've probably got some time take 28 minutes and this is this is really worth it now if you're a little more of have a more of a period interest, um, a there's a reality show. Uh, you went you went to an elite liberal arts college, <laughs> so you should be able to know what that word means. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to work the context. Uh, so well, all right. Now I can't say I've ever used the word purient. Yes, yes. That's you know, it's when you have that kind of interest, you you like things that are. Are you saying pertinent? Uh, no, 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 no. Purpuring is like when you like lewd stuff and things that are a little that. bit, a little, a little bit. I don't know how to spell. I'm a comm major. I know how to talk. You know, I didn't go to a fancy elite liberal arts college like you and my younger son that sent me the Irish sculptor. OK, so. <laughs> OK, OK. So I did not I did not seek this out. I want to be very clear about this because we have pastors and pastor children who are who are listening to this podcast. It's on HBO. Oh, no. I think Max. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my wife has a friend who comes over every Sunday 
and you know they hang out for a little bit and then they usually watch a, a show that they're in you know they watch the great for for instance and they you know watched uh what was that shonda rhymes thing you know with uh yeah 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 you know, so yeah, okay, the yeah. dc strategist yeah, yeah something no, yeah. so right so anyway they ran out of things to watch and so they're scrolling through max as it's now called and they come up with something called naked attraction yes i just heard about this too yeah, yeah okay and um so anyway <laughs> what i do is i i hide in my office well uh, my wife's friend is over and then when i hear leave then i go out there and she, and she says we saw we just saw something that was really weird, and I and I think you should watch it. It's it's almost like saying, "Why I tasted this? It's horrible. Taste it, you know." Yeah, right, right. yeah. So all right, I said fine, you know. And it this is a reality show, and it's British, and I have no idea if it's still on, but the basic gist of it is it's like the old dating game, right? Except these are people without their clothes on. Okay, it, it's it's that sort of thing. So you have a contestant, and he or she um, gets to choose to have a date with one of the people revealed in these pods, and then they gradually reveal more and more of the person in the pod. And each time they reveal more, someone gets eliminated from the competition. And then at the very end, uh, the contestant has to remove all of their clothes so that the final two can you know, see this person you know, in the all together, as they say. Oh, my uh, my yeah. impression was that they are totally new to start and that there's a curtain that lifts up. And the first round where they eliminate some of the people is they only see them from the waist down, but totally nude. Right. And, right, and, right. It, it, exactly. No, that's again, the person who's the contestant is fully clothed, but they right. get to see you know, this person, these naked people being revealed right. in like. I think initially it goes right to the waist and then it goes to the top of the shoulders and then the face. And then they have them, you know, talk because, you know, that that's a part of it later on. Anyway, it is it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this I guess can't be watching this. Oh, OK, maybe one more, you know, maybe one more. We'll, yeah. You know, so you yeah. watch five seasons of it. <laughs> we, we Well, not not even five episodes, but still, you know, so. Today, my wife's at work and she sends me a text and saying, you know, I've got all these things going on today, but naked dating, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I guess it was on her mind, too. It's the kind of thing you really can't unsee, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, but these are young people, but they are British. Uh, so, oh, boy, I think I just made Guy and Stephen very sad and John as well. Um, what what are the things that they said, um, and this will make all of our friends in the UK un- unhappy, is that oh this is this is really important if people have good teeth. I said good teeth. <laughs> come on, they don't come get on. to the teeth. Yeah, right. That's I mean, the last I, thing they see. <laughs> you know, well, and also in the UK, I I know oral hygiene is better there. When I was there, it was a mess. My teeth fit right in because it's 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 a mess in this kid's mouth. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, naked attraction. Don't watch it with the kids. It is kind of amusing you watch a little bit of it if you had to choose though between an installment of naked attraction and the jeff bezos rowing boat i would go with the jeff bezos rowing boat that one is is uh, is really really well done and it's funny and that's my pop culture for the week all right well okay i think we've taken enough of everybody's time i think yeah. it's yeah. probably we time should, for everyone to go yeah they have to, to their... go 
got to go put their hands inside the turkey and the stuffing and all that stuff and, and get ready for Thursday. Um, Boy, I, should I have mentioned that in conjunction with Naked Attraction? I, I don't know. <laughs> but we're going to come go back. hand in hand, so to speak. So to speak. Yeah. Well done. But um, uh, we're, we're, we're going to watch the game on Thursday. I think it's going to be a Packer loss. I kind of got the feeling that you're down there, too, with Packer loss. Is, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I think they will lose. Uh, but, you know, I was convinced they were going to get blown out. I, I actually, I forgot to mention this. I actually, when I, I have an online betting account. And whatever balance I had in there, um, you know, it, it was more than $100, uh, Chris. I put it all in the Chargers. All of is, it. Is, is, is what you're saying is that you you took all of our money that we've been oh, getting, no. you know, from 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 Patreon. Yeah. And you yeah. put it all on, you know, Chargers. Packers to get blown out. Right. Right. And Jordan Love blew it for all of us. So that so we need people to give to replenish the po- the pot. Uh, please uh, use PayPal, Packers Therapy at Yahoo.com. No, I didn't use our slush fund. I used um, uh, just amount of money that I set aside for betting over time, and I got two ahead of my skis in front of my Charger or Chiefs uh, cheering son-in-law, and <laughs> said, "I'm going to put all this on the Chargers." That's how convinced I am the Packers are going to lose, and uh, lost it all. So, uh, well, luckily, luckily Jeff Burke was kind enough to go to PayPal, Packers Therapy at Yahoo.com. Thank you, Jeff, uh, because obviously Dave's got a problem, and I appreciate you replenishing that uh, so that you know we're not running into the red on this guy. So thank you, Jeff. And please, be like Jeff. Be like Jeff. Go to PayPal, Packers Therapy, Yahoo.com. Chip off a couple of bucks so Dave can blow it on, on more dumb gambling. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Please. Right. <laughs> so Packers move to four and six. They win by a field goal. Uh, so let's enjoy that while we can, because in a couple of days I'm not sure we'll be enjoying it quite the same. But you never know. I'll be watching. I have a feeling Dave is going to be watching uh, also down in St. Louis. Everyone, have yourself a happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back uh, in a week or so with some observations about that and looking forward to the Chiefs game. But until that time, I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers there. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers Therapy.